campaign, campaign, campaign. Look, Philip, we don't have time here because we've got important people. So let's go straight into it. I got to ask. No, just do the proper intro, Dan. Do the proper yeah, intro. Yeah, we're doing Philip, Charlie, are you guys both good to go? Sound of the Hey, 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 hey. Oh, snap. I was not great. Season settle, season settle, the best podcast in the land coming through your ear metal. Yo, I was not ready for that. Oh, you, you, yeah, 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 you got me, you got me. You, got you me see, people who don't listen to the podcast, we see you, we, we see you. Danny, 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 there's no need to expose me, okay? Guys, I, I am listening from now on. You're going to see me. Every time I listen, I'm going to send you a video clip. Exactly. Great. Welcome one more again to another episode of Two Broke Twimbles. It's your boy, Danny, that guy, a.k.a. Danos, the Mad Titan, a.k.a. A.k.a. Denford Rekumaraini, a.k.a. Denimbi, my life, your entertainment, a.k.a. I'm done with these streets. This is how we get listeners for the podcast. We call them one by one and make them listen. That's how we get y'all here. A.k.a. Hakuna Moon Wendy Danmu. Only the unmistakable, the irrefutable, the unquestionable, the undoctorable, the call me flim flossable, but I'm never gonna be possible. Phil Chad, aka Flim Floss, the big boss, baby, aka Pizza P, aka Sexington Lovu, aka Filthy Phil, aka DJ Mukara, the end of course. Welcome one more again to another episode of Two Broke Twimbos. We got a special edition today because we have a special guest in the studio. Um, but do you know what? I had so many Zimbabweans big Zimbabweans doing it big. And and I was like, okay, no, we'll do it next time. Okay, we'll do it next time. So let, I'm just gonna rattle them off. I'm gonna rattle them off so that we can give people their flowers before we continue, if that's okay. Let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. Alright, so first of all, last week, uh Toastmasters hosted their um uh, public speaking world championships. And the best public speaker in the world is a Zimbabwean. Did you know that, Charlie? I actually didn't know. You didn't know. All right. I didn't know. All right. So uh, let me let me share. Uh, we won't share his speech, but his name is Cyril Junior Dim. Um, mm, mm. He's uh, based in Poland. And uh, yeah, he gave an incredible speech. It was eight minutes long. And honestly, I was listening to it on the edge of my seat. Just incredible. Maybe we should just give like a, just a small sick snippet. Phil, what do you think? Yeah, man. I, I love the way he's, the way he introed it. You could, the, the crowd control. I was like, Yo, it was just, it was just incredible. Good. So, okay. So what you're going to hear, you're going to hear the, the chair. Let me, let me, let me stop the music. You're going to hear the chair introduce him. And then you're going to hear him actually uh, thank the chair in a very funny way. And then he gets into a speech. Just check it out. Junior Dim Ndini Ndini Cyril Junior Dim Thank you, Contest Chair. You're welcome. 
I love that the contest chair sounds more Zimbabwean than I do. <laughs> in Zimbabwe, we speak Shona. And in this beautiful language, we have a very important word that I'd like to share with you today. In Shona, we say Ndini. N-D-I-N-I. Ndini. Try it. Beautiful. It means, this is me. In my language, we have one word for this very important phrase. This is me. Ndini. This word is special for me now, but growing up, I wasn't always comfortable with who I was. You see, even though I grew up in Zimbabwe, my middle name was a long, winding, complicated Nigerian name because my father, whom I never knew, was Nigerian. Now, yes, I may know a Nigerian prince or two, <laughs> but back then, I didn't want a Nigerian name. I wanted a cool name, like Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> or Contest Chair. I'm going to leave it there. Congratulations. He was crowned the champion. Um, yeah, I mean, in was, Poland. Well, no, he's based in Poland, but this particular uh, competition was held somewhere, I mean, somewhere in Europe there. Uh, let me see the exact location. Oh, no, actually, I lied. It was in Nashville, USA. The name of his speech was mm. Dini. And of course, he. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I have to. Give hats off to Zimbos, you know. We we are not loud people. And when I say loud, I'm not even done, Charlie. I'm not even I got two other names. I'm gonna no, I lie, I got four names. Oh my gosh. Okay. Major League Rugby Draft that's happening. Ha. Ah yeah, yeah. America is trying to get into rugby, you see. Uh, um Zimbabwe and Majita James Nyamarebvu was selected in the second him. round. Have you heard of him? I've heard of him. He was the 11th pick in the second round of the Major League Rugby draft. Uh, he played for the Young Sables, but now he's going to be playing uh, for the Dallas Jackals. Oh, wow. Dallas. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Congratulations, Zimbo. my man. Zimbos. Congratulations, mm. my guy. Yeah. So, still he's basically going to Harare West. <laughs> still, <laughs> still in the States, but this time we're going to the NFL. The linebacker for the Atlanta Falcons. His name is Nate Land. Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons. His name is Nate Landman. He's a Zimbabwean. But move it. Falcons. But, yeah, but move it. Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Mm. Oh, wow. That I didn't who, know. Who, 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 what team was that guy? Remember, Dan, like a six, I think it was six, seven years ago, we had a Zimbabwean drafted in the NFL. Mm. And then for his interview, he was like, man, this is so far from where I grew up. You know, I grew up hunting baboons back in Zimbabwe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's this one. I don't think it's this guy. No, no this was years ago. Video. That was a wild story. Uh, um, yeah, and uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have one more which I had saved here. No, I've lost it. Ah, you know, we'll stick with those for now. It's fine. And of course, the, uh, the other one is Charlie K doing big things in the United Kingdom. <laughs> AKA yes, 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 yes. 
I mean, nah, yeah, nah. Okay. <laughs> you know, no, nah, but I was saying, you know, they, I, I love the, I don't know if it's a good thing, but I, I love the fact that, you know, Zimbabwe's, we do our thing quietly and we, we only find out like literally now, but like, wait, you're telling me we've got somebody in the NFL. It's a good thing to be quiet and doing your thing. But sometimes I think, you know, moments like this, they should be celebrated. People should know, you know what? Nah, the symbols are not to be messed with too, you know? I suppose let's actually get into it because, um, okay. For those of you who are wondering who we're speaking to, we are speaking to, um, Charlie K, Zimbabwean music producer, singer, just creator hey, overall. Proper. We gotta do the proper one. I, I apologize. Go ahead, yeah, Phil. This year. I mean, you know, you guys. This man was born on the dusty streets of Harare, the small village of Harare. You know, chasing none other baboons. Than Tafuma. Mm. You know what I mean? None other than Mister Tafuma Charles Katenza. Oh, I gotta call my first name. You know, yep. <laughs> a, a young musical prodigy. Somehow, this man managed to get his mother to take him to become a musician at music school. Damn! Can you imagine in in Zimbabwe? What a wow. What a wow. <laughs> now, you know, yes. shout out to my mom. You know, I think I got, she got tired of me breaking a pot. And I think that was <laughs> literally, I like to you because I think I broke too many of her pots. And she mm. tells me this story so, so many times. So she's able to Zimbabwe College of Music when I was four, man. And, and big shout out to her, man. She... She's the whole reason why I am here. I'm, we probably wouldn't have moved to the UK if it wasn't for her. In fact, not probably, definitely. Um, so yeah, big shout out to her. I owe her every penny that I'm probably going to make in this music industry. I, I, hope mm. you're, I hope you're sending, you know, I hope you're sending checks back home because we need that money here as well. I, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. It needs don't, to be, I got you. It needs to be circulating. Circulating. Mm. <laughs> Charlie K, we'll send you the link. If, 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 if ever you're listening to a song and you hear incredible at the beginning, that's Charlie K on the production. Ching. And of course, Charlie K has got his own music. He's a, he's a vocalist in his own right. So we're having a, 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 it's a privilege for us to be able to speak to you. Thank you for joining us. We actually featured your song a couple of weeks ago. Um, your brand new song with Casper uh, Nyovest and Gemma. So we'll get into that. But you said something very interesting that about Zimbabweans being quiet. Um, two weeks ago, we spoke to uh, Bantu. Mm-hmm. Bantu doing his thing out there, aka Tinashi Sibanda. And uh, he had the same, he was saying the same thing. Like, yo, I didn't real like, you know, when he was trying to start his musical journey and trying to start everything he was doing, as far as he was concerned, he was alone. He was trying to figure out who to meet. And, and as he was going further and further in the industry, he started meeting, oh, there's Zimbabwe in here. Oh, there's damn Zimbabwe in here. Oh my goodness, the person in charge of, of, uh, of the biggest hip-hop playlist in the world, Zimbabwean roots at least, or Zimbabwean ties. So you know what I mean? So he was like, it's, it's frustrating because if I had known all of that in the beginning, you know what I mean? I would have had a lot more confidence and a lot more interest in just going for what yeah. I'm trying to get. No, so, no, no. It's... it's- I I love it. You know, I love the fact that sometimes, you know, people, you work behind the scenes, you're quiet, um, you don't brag about it, you know, you don't go pop or whatever. But I think now the nature or the the, the, the environment we live in, we live in that ethos where you, you need to, I think you need to come up. I mean, I think we even had an issue. You know, I'm a piano. I remember there was this huge discussion about who's the I'm a piano guys. We already, already know it was, I'm a, my, what you call it, Cubs and Mapurisa. Mm. 
but you had these cats. Gosh, this is so bad. I hope, please do forgive me. I'm just speaking from my own perspective here. Um, but you had other people, you know, just trying to identify who is who to the point that when I'm a piano landed in the UK, you had people like Georgia Smith jumping on it, but they rinsed her because they didn't understand where it came from. But when the South Africans were listening to it, they were like, wait, this is our sound. But for it to be consumed here and people understand it, it needed somebody to carry the torch. And I'm glad finally they came out. They came out and started doing the whole, they did a crazy tour. I think they came UK, they did Netherlands, then they, they went and sold out in the States. So now it's, it's been exported to the right people. So coming back to the Zimbabweans, I think every Zimbabwean that's out there in the entertainment, music industry, whatever, came together and just, I think, would make a huge difference, man. I've got the solution. Talk to me. Listen, artists, producers, whatever industry you're in, if you are excelling, but you've got that Zimbabwean in you that doesn't, that you know, makes you want to be humble. You don't want to be perceived as not humble. It's, it's cafe ca- ca- humble, like, you know what I'm saying? Where, nah, nah, you know, we thank God for this, you know. Okay, uh, okay. This is how you do it. You create fake stan accounts that you run yourself. And then you use mm. those to make noise about you. And you're like, what? Mm. I got a fan account? That's so surprising. <laughs> Damn. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Retweet. You see. But when you go to humble, like, oh man, you guys, that's so cool. Thank you. But it's really not me. You know, it's all the people. I've stood on the back of giants. No, you're the one who's doing it. You're the best. No, no, you know, there's others who are, who are doing just the same thing and I appreciate your support. But you're, you're the one running the account. But They will rinse you. And with moments, we, we can rinse. So, but, but, not, but, but on a real, yeah. we need to... Achievements is something that you celebrate, you know. Um, getting to a certain stage, a certain place, you, you celebrate it, you know. Um, and that's how you gain your kudos. But anyway, we Zimbos, we Zimbos at the end of the day. Yeah. But I think, in as much as that, that may be true of the past. I think we're now shifting to a, there's a there's a whole new crop, the, and you're part of it, especially that that UK squad. Um, like I was just, I was just speaking to, to Simba, Raphael, Rhymes, all those dudes who, who who are very successful and very loud about being Zimbabwean. There's Dacom as well. I mean, um, even down here we've got Bash, aka Shishiliza. He's talking about the songs he's done with Dacom. We've got Sun, who's writing for a lot of these cats in in South Africa. There's a, there's a lot being done. You're just talking about your stuff with um Casper, Casper's main producer, Ali Keys, Zimbabwean. And a lot of these guys are now. Wait, hold on. Wait, you didn't know Ali Zimbabwean? Zimbabwean. <laughs> you didn't know Ali Keys is Zimbabwean? <laughs> wait, 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 wait! I'm so confused right now. I am so confused. Did you say Ali Keys is Zimbabwean? Ali Keys is Zimbabwean, my guy. Bulawayo, bro, and bread. Oh my. <laughs> I'm going to call him and I'm, I'm going to cast him out. So you guys were just busy parlaying and you didn't connect the dots that you... Well, <laughs> we, we, we've been talking for now, what, a year? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
goodness me. I'm like, yo, you should have negotiated that fee for me. It should have been less. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, oh, wow. So, okay, you know, okay, maybe let, let me remove him from my example. Maybe let me remove <laughs> him from my example. But the other guys, there's a lot of, there's a lot of Zimbabwe that are successful. And because the internet has made the world smaller, you, you can't help but make people know that you're from Zim because you need an identity. And Zimbabweans are incredibly musically talented. I don't know what it is. It's almost like, Zim reminds me a lot of, um, Mafi Kang. Like, it's a small population, but incredibly musically inclined. And the thing with Zim is, despite all the odds, because we all know, but people still persist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and I think that's, I mean, we were having this conversation in terms of, okay, where do we go as Zimbabweans, as, as, I mean, in terms of just music, how do we present ourselves to the international market where they all understand this is amazing music, but it's also Zimbabwean. And and one of the thing, key things that I've, I've always been saying, I think music is always associated with culture. Culture usually penetrates into different different territories. That's why uh, you have the Jamaicans, Rasta Mali, you know, when they moved into London and all that kind of stuff. Now I'm a piano making its way to London, people coming with those dances. So it's always a culture. And there's always one of those things like, what can we do as symbols? Mm. You know? Our music, what, it, it brings potholes, inflation. <laughs> we're just killing it with the... No, no, but no. Okay, let me not be negative. Um, I tell you what, honestly, okay, I, I've, we've been joking about, hey, listen to the podcast or whatever, but when you get a chance, um, you should listen to the Bantu interview because exactly what you're talking about is some of the things that he was talking about in his experience in the States. And I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of synergy that you guys, that you might feel in, in just hearing his experience of what he yeah. was doing and how he was trying to make music and how he was trying to infuse the, the feel of nah, but I'm trying to make, you know, what I grew up listening to or what kind of <laughs> intonation I feel around me and so on. You used, he used an example of war cries. Um, as a kid, you know, when we were in school, there were certain war cries that we all knew. And he was like, you know, when I like listen to my music and I think back to those war cries, I see like, I can see the, the, the line of how I got here type of thing. And I thought that was, that was really interesting to think like where, where, where a lot of the culture you're talking about and the, the things that we're used to translating into the music, into the future. But let's not even talk about now. Chal, let's start, let's start with your guans. You, so, okay. You went to the Zimbabwe college of music. Yeah, so uh, this is back when I was four. So she sent me to Zimbabwe College of Music. Shout out to my auntie, Auntie Clara, actually. Bless her. She used to Sorry, work when, when you were what? Four. Fourteen. <laughs> four years old. Four years old. <laughs> okay. I was a young cat. So I had my auntie who used to work at the Zimbabwe College of Music. Um, so I think my mom complained to her a lot. Um, they were like, no, no, you keep that something. Just send them to, to, to the College of Music. So I attended at four until I was about seven, I think, mm-hmm. for three years. Um, I even remember they used to do this Christmas thing where they would come perform and you would have people coming to, 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 to see and you have a guest speaker. And I know we had two at one time who came through. 
But anyway, that's when I learned to play the piano, the drums, and that's when I learned to sing. But obviously, you're a young cat, you're a young cat, but that's where sort of like the seed was planted. Uh, fast forward, then I went to Queensdale Primary School. Uh, that is in Hatfield. Um, again, you know, the music, the music infrastructure in Zimbabwe is not that strong to the point that we used to have a music class now, but I was part of the choir. Um, fast forward, then I went to Goromonze High School. Goromonze High School, that's when things really progressed. Um, I was part of the choir and we were the first choir at Goromonze High School to record uh, an album. I remember we were recorded at, um, the big recording company Zimbra. Is it? I forgot the name, but anyway, um, um, recorded an album with with uh, with the school. Then joined the a cappella group called Anointed. We were the young Anointed group because they used to be the Anointed group, the big one with the shower power and all that kind of stuff. Um, but we were the young the young group. It was five of us. Um, shout out to a guy called O Two Five O Two Five. Oliver Mabori, he's one of the guys who's been kind of helping me throughout my whole entire life. Um, ah, shout out to O, man. Where is he? Hey, O's in the UK now, isn't he? O is in the UK. Yeah. He, he was here yesterday. He was here yesterday. We were, we were working on a one or two. You see, and with the, the, the world is not ready for O. Why is he? Why has he not been putting out music? Mm, tell him Phil says what's up. You know what? I will tell him. Not dead. Oh, oh, his. You know how it is with music. I think I thought I was a perfectionist. I am definitely not. He's 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 way more than a perfectionist. But I think one thing we found very key or very important: music takes money. Music takes a lot of money. When I say a lot of money, I, shout out to Cash coming through. But it's it's not easy. If imagine if you're a young cat coming from Chitwiza and you want to get cast on a song, yeah, it's it's nearly impossible. But anyway, we'll carry that conversation out. Uh, Gramonte High School. I finished my form four. Um, I finished my form four. Then that's when I relocated to the UK. Uh, my mom took us to the UK, went to Cambridge College of Music, where I did music, and that is more on the songwriting. Then after that, I went to another college called CRC, which was in Cambridge as well, uh, where I did music production and audio engineering. Then I started working in different studios in Cambridge. I turned my whole house, when I say my whole house, my mother's house, I turned it into a studio. She only had one bedroom and the rest was a three-bedroom house, imagine. She had one bedroom and the other room was a control room and the other one was a recording booth. I didn't have a, I didn't have a bedroom. I had this couch that would turn into a sofa. Anyway, <laughs> um, then I then decided to move to London. I decided to move to London. You know, they hold all on, say- hold on, hold on, Charlie, hold on, hold on. I think what what a quick hit interview. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's no, there's no need to write because you just dropped an amazing fact, and you just want to skip over it. Fam, how do you convince your mom? You're like, yo, mom, I've got this dream. I become a musician. I know, I know, you're working hard. Your mom's an immigrant. She probably had maybe one, maybe even two, three jobs. And you're like, yo, mom's listen. I need to convert your house into a studio. Make a dream. How did that conversation go over? And for how long did that did that happen? 
So you see, my mom was always supportive. That's one thing. But she always said, give me a degree. You can do anything else. Give me a degree. I do not care. Just give me a degree. Whatever you want. No problem. But because we lived in a culture where a musician or you can never make money out of it. So in her head, that's what was happening. Um, but anyway, so I was going to school. This is now we're in the UK. I was the first, first school that I went to. I didn't last two months, by the way, the first school that I went to. They had this makeshift studio. I mean, probably, I mean, it's, it's yeah, if you compare it to some of the studios probably have in Zimbabwe, it was really good. But anyway, they had this studio and they had a music department that really did not exist. Mm-hmm. But what did Charlie K do? Charlie would skip classes and be in the studio. Um, a month passed down. Then one day, my principal calls me to the office. Shout out to her. My mother is there. I find my mother is there, my brother, my sister, and my dad that there, all of them. Then she sat them down and she was like, look, your child is performing really bad. It's performing really bad, you know, all, and it brought out all my papers. And I really do not think that your child is performing bad because it's not just he's stupid. No, he wants to do music. This is the music he has made for the school. Music he has made for himself. Mind you, we do not have a school tutor for music. But he has managed somehow to put the computers together and we had to buy him a microphone to use. Your kids really wants to do music. So I'm going to write a recommendation letter to Cambridge, um, Cambridge College of Music. I remember, the, you know, they used to have the, the whole test, the acceptance, the process where you get into Cambridge College of Music. Mm-hmm. But she wrote a letter to the principal at Cambridge. I remember she wrote a recommendation letter and that's how money. I remember I even joined the school halfway. So my teacher was the reason why she really convinced my mom. I was like, you know, your child wants to do music. Do not push anything else beyond music. That's his path. And then she, they gave them hope, you know, that is what passes. No, 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 no. There is a career path in music, you know. They can become a labor owner. They can become money. But anyway, yeah, that's how it happened. That's how my parents got convinced. Then I got, I got into Cambridge College Music through that. Mm. That, that. That's actually a really dope story. But it also, it's also a little saddening because you showed the initiative, you showed the drive, and they rewarded. It. They were like, "You know, listen, we we can't force him. He's not paying attention in physics, but this kid clearly has an aptitude for music. So let's push him in that direction." I I know so many yeah. artists or, or, or potentially powerful artists or good artists. Myself, look, I was a good artist, but I was definitely interested in music from early age. I remember um, I used to have to ride my bike to my dad's office um, and download Fruity Loops 3 and we'd make beats and then <laughs> and go back. Yeah. And, and that's when you used to spend hours just downloading um, software and downloading beat packs. I remember downloading Real Player and it took like six hours. And oh. that wasn't re- and that wasn't rewarded, but you see that and and there was a little crew of us and there were the 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 guys who were in church like in the church choirs, they're now all career 
musicians. They're all making music for some of the biggest acts in the world, in South Africa, UK, and so forth. And you, you're one of the other positive cases. So, in fact, Dan, we need to send this this interview to schools and parents and be like, guys, if your <laughs> child is banging on pots, this is what you should do. I think, but man, that's dope. Uh, I, I was I was also about to agree and say that's what you described is probably rare for most people. It's like shaman, 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 shaman. End up with general paper. Go to content. It's time to do your content studying. Um, and it would be so dope if, like, if people showed an aptitude towards it. Like, if so, I, I, I have a former friend, I get and Phil, you, your your cousin who was terrible academically terror like you know i actually think in in 2022 i can't believe it's still a thing but you know there was a class for you know special special learning yeah and and that's what he was in until he started working with computers and then he was like a he's like the the one of the most highest well other things happened but like the highest highest level then Before then, he was literally the only certified tech in the country. If, if, probably in Sadek. If you were to call Bill Gates himself and say, I need someone to do this, he would be like, there's a guy in your country. We're not exaggerating. We're, we're not was, exaggerating. Was like That's literally what happened. Incredibly like he was talented. The only Microsoft certified, he was the only Microsoft certified um, enterprise tech in Southern Africa. But but if he had if he had really stuck to no you must definitely do uh, 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 mathematics I mean it wouldn't have gone anywhere you know what I mean yeah there's lots of stories there but that's not what we're so imagine if you did the same not just with music but with acting and making movies and all of that stuff is stuff that we need my only caveat to that is music is so cool that to a young mind I feel like everyone would think that they want to do music. Like in a class of yeah. 40, 35 would be like, no, no, me, music is my thing. But still, if you show some kind of, you know, some kind of inclination and brilliance and interest and all of that, I mean, why, why are you wasting time doing other things? Just do, just go there. No, I think that's, that's why education is so key. You know, education is so key. Uh, when you look at the third world, they, they educate from a young, I mean, they, they identify from a young age. They identify from a young age and then they groom from a young age. Mm. So you have people even going to school of music when they're young. So uh, this is my dream. I always say this is my dream in terms of what I really want to give back. If, funny enough, I went to obviously Westminster University and one of the things we would, we tried to do was to do a culture exchange. So we'd send five, uh, five students from the UK to Zimbabwe and then five Zimbabwean students to UK exchange. But then there was no music programs in Zimbabwe to do that. So one of the dreams that I have is to start a music school, not even a music school, an art school in, in Zimbabwe. That's that's one of my dreams, and it would be called incredible arts or whatever that is, um, just to one educate people that we live in a different society where people can. I have a friend. He does TikTok. <laughs> this is a funny thing. Ask him what's his profession. He's a TikToker, but if you see the car he drives, Yeah. Who's this friend? Who's this friend? Just <laughs> <laughs> I can't expose him. <laughs> but, so, so, but, 
what did you start doing, Charlie? Was it um, producing, writing, or your own music? So, I think beyond anything, for you to even record yourself, you had to understand the technology behind. So, production was by default something that started. Um, so I never really recorded with anybody. I recorded myself. So I started the whole journey from Fruit Loops to uh, what you call it, Cybelius, then went to Cubase, uh, worked my way up to Logic Pro. Now we use Pro Tools and all that kind of mm. stuff. Um, no reason. I passed through reason. But mm. reason, you know, you had that interface where you had to flip it down, then you have to connect the wires. Yeah. And I, you know, yeah. use, People, people will never understand, guys. You know, there's a time when you download a program like Reason. Yeah, you remember disk four? You'd install disk one, then it would be one disk two. Logic then the worst is you, you you get to disk three and it's like a disk space low. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. I, and imagine you. We used to we used to have computers, and that's when we had those. You know, the Apple Mac, the Apple Big Macs that used to have a big head. Mm. Only work on one zone, I, I, and uh, no, no, no. but now, so, so in terms of production wise, production had to come first mm. in terms of having to capture the sound, understand the sound. And uh, I remember I got to a point where I was struggling, I was struggling so much. This is before I went to university in London. I was like, my sound, every, every time I play my song and I play Chris Brown song, they're not sounding the same. What am I doing, you know? What am I doing wrong? So I went on my internet, reached out to a guy at Abbey Road Studios. Abbey Road Studios, you know, for people who don't know, it's a prestigious, you know. Wait, I, once again, you're, once again, why, why, you did it again. Let's stop. Let's press the brakes. <laughs> As someone who's now, you, so this is, you just finished at Cambridge. And you're like, you know what? My music isn't isn't banging the way it should bang. You know what I'm going to do? Let me reach out to the world-famous Abbey Road Studios where the Beatles recorded all their biggest hits. How do you even get the courage and the confidence to call Abbey Road? No, you know what the thing is? Um, I, I, I struggled in terms of just getting the sound, getting to where I really wanted to. Uh, so the best thing I did... Sorry, I'm, I'm grabbing my charger because my, my battery literally is dying. Um, so I reached out to Abbey Road Studio. I had I had a close friend of mine. I had a close friend of mine who was an engineer, um, but he had moved to London. So I reached out to Abbey Road. There was a guy called Matt Foster. Matt Foster, I found him on. They used to have a page. They used to have a page for Abbey Road Studio. I found him. He's worked with Adele. He's worked with Kylie Minogue. He's worked with all these amazing people. Mm-hmm. Send him an email. He responds five months later. I asked him, please, um, I've got this song I've been trying to record and I really want to push it. Tell me, how do I get it to sound like Chris Brown? He invited me to the studio. I remember I got there, they had this amazing disc. You know those discs that you see in the, in the, in the music video and it's yeah. flashy buttons and I'm like, yo, can you mix my song? And he told me 1,500 to mix a song. 1,500. And this is the unsigned rate. I remember going to my mom. I said, mom, I have my song. I want to get it mixed. Mind you, my mother does not know me school language. 
I want to get my song mixed and it's going to cost this amount of money. I had saved 500. Please, can I borrow a thousand? <laughs> and, and, and imagine trying to explain <laughs> to, to your mom. Yo, so, but shout out to my mom. Uh, it came with a lot of clauses. Uh, you know how it is. Um, managed to gather that uh, 0.5 to get to him. We spent 12,000 in the studio in Abbey Roads and he mixed the song. I kid you not, my whole life changed. And he was like, look, if you really want to understand in terms of how this music world really works, you need to be in London. That's when I packed my bags and I told my mom, I want to enroll to University of Westminster. He put in a recommendation letter. And I remember I chased this guy. I said, you know what? I will be your T-boy. Please. I just want to learn from you. I'll do anything. I chased him for six months. I remember post obviously meeting him. And this is now when I was in London. I chased him for six months. Then eventually he introduced me to a company called Me Local Studios. They're part of a huge chain in the UK and they they run some of the biggest recording studio. And when I say biggest recording studio, I mean like one of them is called a Metropolis where Whiskey and Benaboy records. Or Rihanna, every time when she comes to the UK, she records there. Um, anyway, so he enlisted me. He enlisted me with... Um, with with uh, with the studio down there, and after about six months, I became an assistant, and that was the first time. Sorry, I'm going into the dark for a second. Uh, after about six months, I became an assistant with them, um, and I was just doing teas, right? Literally making tea for people. Uh, then I got introduced to a lady, a lady who used to run one of the studios I was at. Fortunately, an engineer didn't turn up one day. An engineer didn't turn up. And who was at the studio? Charlie. And who was coming to record? Kylie Minogue. Mm. Kylie. You know, small Remember? weight, you know what I mean? Just you know, Kylie, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know Kylie, you know what? I remember she turned up the Neighbors, everybody needs good neighbors. Is that the song? <laughs> no, okay. So uh, Kylie turned up to the studio with a chihuahua. <laughs> remember, remember. <laughs> she turned up to the studio with the chihuahua and she was like, oh, I need you to get my chihuahua some water. And Charlie, what does it do? He goes to the tape, put his in there. It's like, no, no, my, my dog has literally sparkling water. I remember going to the shops. But anyway. Of course. Flashy <laughs> needs Evian sparkling water. You want to give him table. Evian. 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 But, but so the engineer didn't turn up that day, so I had to cover the session. Mm. That's opportunity. I literally that day, I guess, I made Kylie laugh, and she put in a recommend, and then they agreed for me to become an assistant engineer, and that's when they actually started paying me. And from there, I worked my way up. I finished university, then a couple a year or so after that. Um, then I became a chief engineer after becoming a chief engineer. So when you become a chief engineer, then you have two people under you. You have an assistant and then you have a recording engineer. Then 
the chief engineer, you will come when everything is prepared. Literally, you'll be sitting on the side and then the assistant will be running the session. You're telling him, do this, do this. And you're, you're sort of like the middle person between the producer and, and obviously the tech side. Um, so I became a chief engineer. And this, at the same time, I started bumping into different people. You know, you will then have, I remember one time Tiny Temba came through. Tiny Temba came through. I remember that session was amazing. That's when we was working with Labyrinth. And Labyrinth came in and I was, that guy, his production was just on Hey, Dad, did you hear that? Did you, hear that? you just said Labyrinth came in. It's... <laughs> 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 What? Okay, no, hold Dan, on. Dan doesn't get it. Dan doesn't get no, it. No, I you get, don't get it. it, Dan. You don't he's get it. He says, "Come in, <laughs> look, come in, <laughs> come in." Um, I'm looking through your your bio right now, and you do not have Kylie Minogue listed here as someone that you have done engineering for. Look, we're gonna have to work your PR from the ground up, Charlie. All right, you know what? We're gonna have to rebuild it. Let's start typing. Let's go. <laughs> anyway, yes. So you, so Labyrinth, come in. Labyrinth <laughs> comes in, um, but anyway, this is production was on a different level. I thought I produced, but he came in and I saw different type of production. I saw even I remember he ran a session. He was doing Tiny Temper and a girl, um, Jess Glean, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, but anyway, he was doing the production for it, and I just saw a different production side. You know. Then I understood the difference between a beat maker and a producer. Mm. I, and, you know, beat makers, yes, amazing, great, but producers mm. make records. Mm. And I, 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 I saw the process behind it and I was just like, you know what, I need to up my game. I need to be on that level. And funny enough, I had a very good conversation with this manager. And I was like, how did he do? How did he get to one? He played in church and he was a DJ. And it was like one of the key things that he learned as a DJ. He understood what tempos work when you want to get people dancing. Mm-hmm. What kind of songs work if you want to bring the go-go's to dance with the young ones. What kind of flow and the flow kind of works what kind of what kind of rhythm works when you want to play a track how do you flow so he was like one of the fundamentals is as as a big producer is you need to understand the dance floor so he connected me to one of the guys who's one of my mentors right now shout out to you Ade Ade he's been he's been fundamental throughout my whole career Ade took me I started DJing in London after DJing in London, I started DJing at weddings. I started DJing weddings and I started understanding what goes into music production. And all of that, all of that kind of got summarized when I did my first record, Vimbai. Vimbai, which was actually, it was recorded by my, the guy who told me to engineer, Matt. Matt, he became my engineer. I remember it was the funniest thing ever. I called him, I was like, Matt. Exactly. Vimbai was my first record I did. Um, recorded, it was, um, I'm not going to lie to you, it was, it was amazing. We imagine all these then relationships that I had built over time. 
I was able to tap into them. I'm like, guys, now I need a studio. It's like, Charlie, what do you need a studio for? No, it's for me now. Um, during my first record, I called up Matt. Uh, Matt came through. Uh, we had video cameras. I remember we had a bunch of people that came through uh, and we recorded in Mumbai. And it was just an amazing experience. And from there, we started building it up. We went to Ndokudawa Kadaru. Wait, Shout out wait, to wait, no- wait, wait, wait. Then you know you get this video taken off YouTube. So this was your first ever single, yeah? First ever single. You know Vimbai was actually a school crush. <laughs> Vimbai who now? What is this? Let's let's find out. Vimbai who? Mira team tracky. Gorbanzi, let's check 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 Facebook. Facebook yeah, Mira to on Facebook. You're obviously friends with her on Facebook. The funny thing is and Vimbai came to the UK. Hey. Hey. Oh no 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 no. There's no story beyond that but she came to the UK. Sure 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 sure. Yeah. Then they hit it, hit it with the Mike Jones, huh? Back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. <laughs> uh, shout out to them, but she's them now anyway. But she, she, she was my high school crush. I remember when I told her about the song that the song is about you. She's like, "What do you mean?" This guy used to have the biggest crush on you in high school. I was like, I never saw it coming. But anyway, um, so yes, uh. We passed Mumbai, then we did Dokdo Akadaru. Shout out to Knox. Um, I remember it was when I had finished uni. So uni, luckily in the UK, you know, uni you get um, the uni funds, bursary and all that. So what I did with my money, I kept it. I kept it. So I had a stash. I had a stash of about 8K. And we did Mumbai. I spent about 4K on it. And by the time we did Ndokudawa Kadaro, I had another four and I, I, was, I had three jobs. I used to work. I used to have a cleaning job in the morning. Um, then I used to do my engineering and stuff. And then during the weekends, I used to do my DJing. So I used to save money, uh, a lot, a lot of money. I swear I could have bought a house by now. I mean, two <laughs> houses at least. But anyway, um, um, saved up some Uh, we decided to shoot Ndogodogadaro in Cape Town. Reached out, reached out to my boy Knox. We flew. We had a, a, a whole crew. We flew the director, the assistant. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, we shot Ndogodogadaro. Um, then there was a huge thing that happened. Oh, yeah, he's playing Ndogodogadaro. Uh, that is real quick. When did you start? Did you start incredible music before this? 
oh yeah incredible music was as like it had was a plan from the get-go okay okay cool. incredible music cool. was plan from the get-go so this is where it will tie in now so we did knock knock it down um then didn't really find you know played on zfm and all that kind of stuff yes but numbers wise the money that i was putting in was not making sense because the returns were not the same there were nowhere close nowhere close mm-hmm. um then we did another track uh dropped the video i remember i i was now getting to a point where musically i was I was questioning myself in what direction am I going? Then I started really tracing back and looking at how are other musicians doing it? How are other Zimbabweans doing it? Then I understood that, you know what? I really needed to understand the business. I really needed to understand the business. Um, so I enrolled to a master's. I did a, a year, a master's, music business master's uh, at Westminster. And then I started understanding, you know, through, through, through the course, I started to understand how the infrastructure works. But at the same time, they used to, they used to give you sort of like, um, coursework, but it was industry coursework. So you'd maybe do an internship at Sony for three weeks and you'd be, let's say, a PR, you'd be working on PR, and sometimes they will say you're working on PR for this artist, UK artist. Then you start understanding the dynamics in terms of what actually goes into music. So I was like, you know what? This is not going to work. I really need to get connected. One, shout out to some of the amazing cats, symbols, by the way, that are at the top of the game that are, that are connected one of um one of one of the people is actually my mentor um i then understood that i really needed to be connected why are you being shy with these names why are you, are you shy these people are listening they're like i can't wait for my shout out and he never goes ah this bastard oh snap <laughs> i'll give one shout out to chaponeswa ah there you go We've actually got a we've actually got a, a running gag on this show. Whenever someone mentions to Ponyo, we take a shot because she gets oh, name dropped. That. She get, she gets name dropped on this podcast. I, I think we need oh. to ban name. We can, it's it's time to ban saying to Ponyo on this podcast because it's just it's too much. It's too much. No, we no, no we no we we love taps. Way she represents them is just on a different level. Um, so Tabs has been mentoring me for six years now. So I remember I was like, Tabs, it's not going where I wanted it to go. And as a young cat, you know, like, yeah, Tabs, get me signed, man. I get me signed. But I had a different method, uh, methodology. I said I want to start my own record label. And she was like, the best thing we can do is let's start it as a production company. Let's start. Let's focus on the thing that you're amazing at. Produce, produce, and produce away. Um, started producing obviously for my young cats, Zembos. You know, Mara goes on, Tommy, and all that kind of stuff. Um, then this side on the UK side, I started. If we was not producing, I was either engineering. Um, people don't even know it. You know, I I literally have a plug. I've got two plaques for for two number ones that I engineered. Um, 
What are those numbers? Like, Once again, sh- be, don't be shy, Charlie. Stop <laughs> being shy. It's okay to name drop. It's okay to pop your uh, cola. Shout out what to, are these songs? What are these songs? Uh, Tell us. It's a record with Nathan Doe and a guy called JK. Uh, JK is a rapper. Um, it's a track called Flowers. Flowers went number one. It went number one. When was it? <laughs> Uh, I was not ready. Um, Flowers went to number one, so recorded that song. Uh, Shout out to JK, actually. JK has done songs with people like George Smith. Um, He's from Birmingham, so I was his engineer for about a year and a half. I used to record his tracks, all of them. He done a song with Ed Sheeran and Age. Um, he done a song with Stormzy. Did the Stormzy track come out? Yeah, he done a song with Stormzy. Um, where have I engineered for? Since you name dropped me, I'll tell you a story. Skepta, Skepta. <laughs> uh, Skepta booked in a session. Uh, he comes through. He's tall. He's tall. He's super tall. He comes in and says, yo, Charlie, I'm tired. I'm going to nap for two hours. Wake me up after two hours. He sleeps in the corner for two hours. So he came in with uh, three three security guys. It was just him and three security guys. 30 minutes after a whole entourage came, three cars three vans full of people. Mm. There was a guy who was doing his hair because he was about to do a show after the mm. studio. Boy, better but, know. Boy, better know. Uh, yo, there was a guy. Then there was a guy who brought food. Then there were girls. There were girls. Mm. A lot of them. A whole lot of them. A whole lot of them. I remember my studio manager was so confused because we had about 25 people in the studio. Then anyway, he wakes up because he was doing a song with JK. JK turns up with his producer. He wakes up. He's like, yo, Play me some beats, guys. So the producer for JK plays him beats. So, ah, they're not just kicking it. Then it's like, Charlie, I hear you, producer. Play me some beats. And I played him beats. And he picked one beat, which went on on his mixtape later on. Um, but anyway, that's a skip. But anyway, so that's that's some of the stories. We have uh, recorded UB40. UB40 from... Ah, you are, you are, you Did you say UB40? But you said it UB40. casually. Just, yeah, recorded just, UB40 just, and then... Just, and you're already about to move to another name. Can you see? Can you see, Charlie? This is actually, I'm taking it personally now. No, it's like, okay, you know, Charlie, okay, you know, you know, Charlie, Charlie, you know, Charlie you, we're your boys. You know what I mean? So we want to help you. While you're on this media tour, let, let, let me give you some points. So, you know, like, yeah, so guys, you know, like working with Skepto was a great experience, man. I just saw, like, I understood his drive, you know what I mean? Understanding what he what he did to get there, you know, man. Shout out to the big brother, Nuga. You know, another big achievement. This this band that, you know, a childhood you know what I mean? Like every 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 bri we had as kids, every gathering, every wedding they'd play. And I couldn't believe it. I was in the studio with UB40, you know, red, red wine. Yeah, man. It was, it was a life-changing experience. You know what I mean? I learned so much from them. It was so inspirational. And you know, I took some of those lessons and I carried them forward. You see how that one story, it's now a whole five-minute anecdote right here. 
It's now an inspirational quote. <laughs> now someone's going to chop that up. You know, like on Instagram, on the reels, like someone will be working out and then the, in the background, there'll be a voiceover of Charlie K. Yeah, I just kept working in the studio and I've got to work with UB40. So you two can do it too, kids. You see what I'm saying? That's how you, that's how you build the, the I, law. I said, okay. All right, let me let me. Are, are you not the one who said, hey, Zimbabweans are quiet. Hey, sometimes we need to also. Hey, you see now. <laughs> okay, let's hear this UB40 story. Come on, let's go. The UB40, UB40. Red, red. I feel like every time you say it, you must say red, red. So UB40, red, red, why? We're in the studio. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. It's no, just, it's just exciting, man. Sorry. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping they're not going to really listen to this podcast. But if they do, they smoke. Gosh. They Shocking. Smoke. What? A reggae band huh? smokes? What? No, no, no. I listen, guys. So these guys are not grown. I mean, they're, they're grown. So, you know, uh, shout out to them But uh, we, we did an album They recorded their last album at our studio So I was recording them And it was it was just eye-opening And, and I thank God for these opportunities Because they sharp, They sharpen your musical talent They sharpen your production How you see music How you perceive it And then how you deliver it uh, UB40 One of the guys we worked with uh, Jacob Banks Jacob Jacob Banks now, Jacob Banks, for those who don't know, if you just go watch Power, the guy who does most of the soulful voice on Power, that's him. He's so mm. dope. That's the point that 50 flew him from Birmingham. I remember he was in a session and 50 was, <laughs> let me tell you this. We were having a session and as we all do, you know, he was recording, he was working on his EP. Then he gets a video call and he goes, Charlie, two seconds. So two seconds, always stop the music. Let me jump on the video, which is normal. So I went to the kitchen, my coffee. I always drink a lot of coffee in the studio. Then I come back. Who is he on the video call with? 50. Mm. It's like, oh, we're doing power season two. Um, I, I, you know, I don't have 50s voice, but literally... He sent a private jet to pick him up at Birmingham International Airport to fly him all the way to LA. Mm. Fun, fun fact, Power is now on Netflix. Hmm. Saw it the other day. I was like, oh. Is it on Netflix mm. now? It's not, well, at least on Zim Netflix. I don't know about you UK guys, but I, <laughs> it's on Netflix now. No, no. So Jacob Banks, who else? Georgia Smith. Uh, whoa, George wait, Smith. whoa. Okay, wait, 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 wait. What? Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. Did you did you see Georgia Smith's video recently? Dude, I saw I saw it today. Yo, yo. We need to rethink. We need to rethink Georgia Smith's position in Amapiano. You know what? Because guys, she she needs to come to Altitude Beach Club. I need to say in mid range. Maybe we were a little too hasty, is what I'm saying. Maybe we, we were too hasty. Uh, no, Georgia Smith is one of us. She's one of us. <laughs> so female, you know that Amapiano track because it was produced by Guilty Beats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Georgia, she's from Birmingham. The studio I was at, obviously, is in Birmingham. Anyway, she comes through. I remember she came with JK because uh, they had a song together. So they had a really good relationship. And JK was like, oh, you need to come through to the studio, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my heart. Stormzy wasn't there. Hey, he was not there. Okay. <laughs> he was not there. He was not there. My heart stopped. Dang when they. Woman is gorgeous. Oh, 
gorgeous. I'm not gonna lie to you, gorgeous. But you know, as an industry person, you have to act cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, professional. Like you see this every day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, hey, oh, yeah. You gotta act like you do it every day. She is sat next to me on the desk, and I'm just like, yo, this girl is so pretty, man. But anyway, she's like, yo, I've got this amazing track I just finished, and I was mastering it. Um, please. Uh, then she plays to me. I hear what on my piano. <laughs> so, you are involved in the crime. It's you. Ah, no. Charlie was let part me, and parcel of the crime. Hold on, hold on. I, 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 she plays me, and I'm like, "Yo, this is I'm a piano, but it's commercialized. I'm a piano." And mm-hmm. I'm like, so funny enough, she's called. I got a piano track. That's mm-hmm. what she used to say. Um, and I'm like, do, you, do you, have you ever listened to Mama Piano? She's like, no. We had an hour session where I was playing her um, piano. So she made that song. Oh, this is this clip's going viral. <laughs> <laughs> She made that song without ever having listened to Yano's. Guys, please, please, I'll get bitch. But anyway, so, but this is where you, the same thing, we go back to the thing where, you know, labels, they, they identify sound. So they, she was just pinned on it. She was pinned on it. The label's like, this is the sound. Hook mm. this producer. You need to make this. Um, so it was given to her. So, but at that time, I don't think she understood what I'm a piano was. So I was playing at tracks and she was, she was in awe because she, she didn't know there was a whole, there was a whole culture and the sound was different. I remember playing a um, vocalistic, the, the, the one with the black, when they're wearing all black. Kesta. Yes. Later and it's banging in the studio. And I was like, you know what? The best thing you can ever do is go to South Africa. And actually understand the culture and get up. And I'm a piano producer to do it for you. But you know, uh, who am I? I'm Charlie K. I'm speaking. Yeah, there's Sony executives that. Yeah, but anyway, that's a that's a Georgia that's a Georgia story. Um, they can go on. Um, we worked with Mabel. I remember Mabel when she came to the studio. She didn't even know where the studio was. So I was standing outside. I was like, Mabel, you're here. The studio is here. She thought this black guy, who's this black guy? But anyway, that's Mabel. She was extremely shy. Uh, that's, that, that's that pop artist from that side, right? Yeah, that's mm. pop artist. She's big. Yeah, big, yeah, yeah. Big, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, big, big. Uh, She's the Dua Lipa of the UK. In that, Dua most Lipa. of us have no Wait, idea. Isn't, isn't Dua Lipa the Dua Lipa of UK? I suppose that's true. <laughs> Because <laughs> <laughs> the dualipers of every every nation now. Um, who else? Uh, NSG. Um, ah. <laughs> Wiz. Uh, yeah, Wiz. 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 Who? Wiz. Who? Uh, oh. Wisdom. <laughs> who? Who's this? Where are you? Ah, <laughs> uh, whiz kid. Okay, wait. Mm. Okay, this let me bastard, look at this. Look at this nigga. Let me. Just, you know what I mean? Sorry, just you know, sorry, star boy, sorry, star boy. Just you know, you know, 
I've always wanted to work with this artist for a very long time. So mm-hmm. I had the privilege of being invited to a studio session where this amazing artist was working. I'm so bad at it. Um, <laughs> no, that's, that's it. Exactly. You got it, man. You got it. You got it. Yeah. No. So, so I uh, got invited to this studio session and behold who he was. It was Whiskit. He was recording Ginger. But anyway. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. But no, no, the whiskey one, he happened to to be at the same complex that I was in. The guy who was recording didn't have his assistant. So I was like, ah, don't worry, my guy. Is whiskey you're recording? I'll be your assistant. In fact, I'll be your T-boy. Came through. That was a dope session. I mean, lost, but beyond that, it was it was a dope session. So, so, so here's, here's another thing, Charlie, that you also want to get into. Like, I don't know if you see, like, like Khaled is really good at this. You'd be like, yo, the energy in the studio was amazing. You know what I mean? Man, the process, the, you see genius at work. That's why you should also be doing like, so you're like, so tell us, like, how does, how does Wizkid record? Does he write it down? Is he freestyling? How long does he take? You know what I mean? <laughs> does he do it all in one take? Is it multiple takes? Is he a perfectionist? Like, what's his process like? Also, with Wiz, I remember he was finishing off a record. He was finishing off of this. So I think he had already recorded the song. So he was just doing the, I think he was doing uh, the the touch-ups of a master. Um, but anyway, it was a quick session. It was literally a quick session. Most of the session was a vibe. But in terms of him working, yo, these guys, they work. I thought I worked as an artist. Mind you, this is a person who just probably came off a plane had an interview somewhere, had an appearance somewhere, and he only has a two-hour slot to be in the studio. And he comes in, just does what he does, and is out. He was there for an hour, and literally, I kid you not, he recorded 30 minutes, vibed with everybody for 30 minutes, and he was off to a plane. So these cats, in terms of the work ethic they put in, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's nowhere close to, I mean... We wouldn't even survive. Some of the artists, like, we wouldn't even survive the way these guys work. So just being exposed to that really made me understand what it takes to be an artist and what the, the machine that has to be behind you. And then it comes, this way it comes back to where it was not making sense for me because when I go to my YouTube analytics, I'm, I'm like, yo, the money of money that I'll spend off my own pocket, you know, it's not making sense. So that's when I made that decision. I was like, you know what? I need to set up a label. Incredible Music already was a production company. So we were producing what people used to do commission jobs. So when I say commission jobs, Sony would be like, we have this Ariana, Rihanna sounding artist. We want a song like this. Can you make it sound like that? So we used to then produce and shout out to Oliver, Oliver, part of it, the songwriter, mm-hmm. writer. Um, so that's what we predominantly incredible music was before it was a production hub. Um, but the idea was it to evolve into a record label. So fast forward all of that last year, again, it was in a studio setup. Um, my business partner does not like his, his doesn't like to be in the limelight, but anyway, um, we're in the studio 
talking um i'm recording this new artist and this guy walks in we had a very good conversation and he used to he has a record label in the indian market um the guy is indian um uh, so he has a record label in the indian market i told him what i'm doing what i've done what i'm trying to do then he was like let's partner up so it's been over a year incredible music now is a fully fledged label um Shout out to so many amazing people that are behind it. We have a whole team of about 10 now, 10. Then obviously other people associated, my mentors. We signed our first project. It was a project by Small God. Small God, he dropped an album called Connecting the Dots. It had over 15 artists. It had artists. It had Benson, FKA, Buju. It had... Mm. If you don't know what Benson is, that's Benson. Benson. Do you know what? I I, I struggled because I met him at um at a press conference. I couldn't say his name. I remember the first time. That's when he had changed. <laughs> I might still say I blast Buju. I haven't, I haven't got the memo yet. What's up, Buju? <laughs> Sorry, guys. So, like, when we're talking, sometimes I realize that we're just talking and we get it. But like, you know, we got listeners who've probably never... No, but who doesn't know Finesse? Everyone knows. Yeah, okay, no. Yeah. Buju is is now known as Bankshan. Bankshan. No, he's going by he's going by Benson, but he spelled it weird. But, so, yeah. I actually didn't... I, to be honest, Dan, for, for like six months, I didn't know how to pronounce it. Until I, I think he, I think he didn't. You went on colors, mm. and then colors. They said books, and then they put parentheses. Pronounced Benson. Oh. I was like, oh. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I think a lot of people didn't know. You know, a lot of people. But anyway, <laughs> we we signed our first project um, by Small God called Connection. It had Benson. It had Heady uh, One, NSG, UG, Darko, Darko Vibes, Kidi, it had, mm. uh, gosh, Effia, NSG, it had Major League DJs, uh, Uncle Vini. These are some of the names I remember. There's even more. Who else did I miss? Uh, he's got a track. Uh, who's it? Who's it? Who's it? Hmm. Um, Cocky the Traveler. What's his name? Uh, so, um, Cocky the Traveler is... Uh, oh, my goodness. Wait, 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 wait. I was just speaking to... I, I was speaking to the other day. Jeez, Louise. Ah, it's Cocky the Traveler. His name is... Jeez, tra- Louise. Let me just... Guys, we bad. This is bad. I hope he's not listening because he will kill me. No, 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 no. Black no, no. Sheriff. Black Sheriff. Black Sheriff. What's up, Charlie? Uh, what you do, man? So, Black Sheriff... Um, Ivory, Ivorian Doll, uh, Vic Mensa. Um, it was it was a dope album. Um, that was the first project we signed. Then we signed a young kid called Maxim Mill. He's an R&B guy, um, based in the UK. We signed uh, a girl group. I can't really expose them because we're finalizing their documents right now. <laughs> Um, um, then we signed another project called Oxford Street which came out just literally last week it's a culture exchange project between Accra and London it has it has Miss Banks Cressy Arthur and Joey B on one track it's got Guilty Mm. B 
on the one track with Kid Akuds. It's got Steph Longdana. I shouldn't have mentioned that because she hasn't sent the vocals. But anyway, there's a Steph. It's got Effia. Um, then obviously we've got Charlie K. Charlie K. Then I had to sign myself. It was a very awkward one because our lawyer. <laughs> he tells he tells me Charlie, you do know that I cannot represent you because I represent Charlie K. So you actually have to find a lawyer. And I thought I was joking. Mm. I actually literally had to go find a different lawyer. Obviously, but, yeah. but at the end of the day, you're you're negotiating with yourself. I because you're not at the table. I want more points. Then you walk around the other side. No, you can't. And you walk around to the other side of the table. <laughs> Why? It was, it was interesting because I had to sit down with my business partner. I was like, okay, so what do you want to do? Uh, are you signing a one year, two year? <laughs> and I was like, um, yeah, let's keep it at this. And I was like, but you're signing to yourself. Why then you want to keep it short? I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. but you never know. I was like, but, it's like but, maybe I won't be happy with myself, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> but no, no, no. So, so that's technically the journey so far. What has happened, obviously, then it has brought us to solo. Um, met up with Cass and, and yeah. Let's hear that story. Oh, by the way, so like I think my favorite joint of yours is Murudo. That song is mm. no, that's that's mine too. That's my jam. Um, Murudo actually is one of my favorite. And even even the the video was shot in the funniest way ever. We had planned a whole video shoot to be on a Tuesday, I remember, and we had done the record uh, on a Wednesday. I called Gemma up Thursday. Oh, Gemma, let's shoot the video on Tuesday, blah, blah, blah. She's like, I am flying tomorrow morning. Oh, what do you mean you're flying tomorrow morning? We're shooting next week, so you cannot fly. No, I have to fly. I'm literally going tomorrow. And I remember I was at the studio with somebody, a video guy. He was not even a videographer. He was a video guy. I was like, my guy, you're not going to have to shoot the video. You're going to have to make it look good. I called Gemma. I was like, Gemma, you're coming to the studio. We had nothing. We literally just, literally just had a studio, and she came, and we shot the video there. And mm. and you hit uh, seven hundred thousand views. So, congrats, my dude. Congrats on the one million for solo as well. Thank you. first ever mail. I definitely popped a bottle on that day. I'm not gonna lie to you. I did. Um, it, it, I think it's 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 it was important that to, you know to celebrate these small achievements. And I'm I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful. I'm in a very amazing space, and I hope to just even take the music way further. I really do hope. And man, I can't wait for you to even hear the whole project. <laughs> So, so who, whose idea was it for Casper to do the dancehall style flavor on his rap? <laughs> so, originally, actually, I sent Casper a whole different song. Mm-hmm. I'd send him a different song. So, we were meant to meet in the studio on Friday. And on Thursday, I was in the studio with Gemma. And we're just making music. And I was just like, guys, I'm I'm not sure, but I feel like I should always have a different track. We should have a different track. Anyway, me and Gemma, we had been talking about doing another collab. And we had solo. Solo was just a chorus. Just solo, solo with Gemma on it. We didn't know what to do with it. Anyway, 
Friday, we met with Cass in London and Gemma was there as well. We played him a different track, different tracks, blah, blah, blah. Then played him solo. Solo, he was like, yo, that is the one. Anyway, we're recording the song because we recorded the verses a little bit before he came to the studio. And shout out to Oliver. Oliver was like, yo, this this got that dancehall vibe. I think you should come with that dancehall thing. It's Oliver. <laughs> okay, all right. That's all I need to know. Thanks. Yeah, now, now I know who to phone. Let me, let me, let me message him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so yeah, we did that dancehall thing. And then when he came, when he had the record, he, we all thought he was going to rap. Mm. I keep, we, he went to the booth and he, he, no paper, no pen whatsoever. He listened to the song for like 30 minutes and he was just vibing, sipping and all that kind of stuff. Then he went in the booth and we all thought he was going to rap. Then he went, one man gun and you know, I bring fire upon them. I'm like, what the? I'm like, yo, <laughs> hey, hey, it sounded so dope. And I'm like, we were all, uh, then he's like, you know, I bring my squad in here. And I'm like, yo, Cass, I didn't even know you could do that. Next thing, yeah, solo was done. Solo, 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 solo. <laughs> oh. I love it. I, I actually like that song as well. It's a dope song. No, no, no. You know, the thing is, I'll, I'll give you that, Phil. I know you want this. I, Cass was one person that I've always wanted to work with. I buy from so I've always been a Casper fan and obviously when we sat down in terms of what are we doing with the Charlie Care project it was one of those things I was like you know what guys whatever I'm going to do I'm going to start with South Africa first and it has to be Casper so when it came through I remember I was like bro I, I, I know but allow me this two minutes let me just be a fan and I just went I was like yo Bro, when you did Timber Wedding, you did the sha sha. And I was, yo, he was like, you, you silly fool. Um, but anyway, so I had been a huge Casper fan and major shout out to Gemma. Gemma, I've known him for six years. Gemma, we worked on the first project, Pangwe, then produced the second project, uh, Girl from Marare. So she's, she's, yeah, she's she one of my real people. Like, yeah. she's one of my real Gemma, Gemma, Gemma speaks very highly of you. Uh, Phil, did you get the invite? Anyway, just start. Just start. Just start. Just start. Just start. Off mic. Off, off air. Which are the hiking invite or another invite? <laughs> there was the hiking. <laughs> ah, anyway. <laughs> we should, you know what? Gemma just says the. Gemma, Gemma will be like, yo, Phil, don't you want to come for, for, for a hike, a three hour hike on a Thursday afternoon? Gemma, you know, like, I got a job. Gemma, I don't, I don't know. Is, 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 is she still in Australia or is she back? Um, I think she's back, right? Yes, she's back. She came back yesterday. Okay, I'm just going to try, but I don't know if I have pulled in these streets. Let's but see. I turn to call her. Yeah, <laughs> dude, why do we keep calling Gemma random? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got Charlie K on. <laughs> don't put me in trouble. I'm supposed to be sending a mix, you know. I'm like, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, okay, 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 okay. But it's so oh, late. No, no, you- Ah, zero pull in these streets. (laughs) I've got no pull in these streets. (laughs) Just say, we have to to tell her, I've got your mix from Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Like when we, when we had on the podcast, she spoke very highly. She's like, yo, Charlie, man, we make dope music together. He like gets it. And 
like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are not talking about Charlie. We're talking about you. Calm down. But, <clears throat> nah, nah, big, big shout out to her. You know, like, we just have just tasted just just the surface. What's about to come? I'll give you a an <clears throat> exclusive, so, exclusive. <laughs> so one of the, um, I hope my manager not listen to this. In fact, if you are, I am so sorry. Um, um, the next single we're dropping is with Salty Soul, and hey. it, it's 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 fire. Do you know when what I say? You know what you can do? If anyone has a problem with you revealing that, tell them to co- complain to the label head. Um, yeah. Then, then, then he'll deal with you. <laughs> How could you, Charlie, in the mirror? How could you? How could you? <laughs> hey, Saudi Soul. I love Saudi Soul, man. Bro, it was, they came to London uh, for their tour last year. And and had the privilege to meet them, and I was like, guys, I'm working on a little some some some. You know how it is. My people, they reached out to their people, but it was so it was so easy and straightforward. The guys, the guys, we already had sort of like a relationship because we had done some stuff for Gemma and Chimano. Chimano is obviously part of uh, Salty Soul, yeah. so we're like, guys, let's work together. And when they came, it was just I tell you, it was one of the if not the best session I've ever had, because it was it was just musicians. Yeah, uh, it was musicians. The guitars were out, piano out. Oh, I have the behind the scenes. Yo, it's amazing. No, 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 it's amazing. That dope. so you guys recorded in London. Well, well you're in Bramax, aren't you? So I am in Birmingham, but I, I'm always in London. Mm. So yeah, we, I got you the accent. Oh, the Bramax set. Where's the Bramax set? There, where's the Bramax set? Now, the Brahmi accent is one of the things that I never picked up. The London accent, nothing. Spread Zimbo. Like, my guy, if I speak, they'll be like, are you from Zimbabwe? Right? No, my, there's, my guy, there's how- like a few smatterings. Just a little, you know, just a, like a sprinkling. <laughs> it's one thing I work so hard not to get. It's one thing I, I, I always put value in identity a lot. Identity is so key, so key. When you speak and and when when people see me, I want them to see me as as Zimbabwean. I mean, obviously, if you go to another country, they won't really tell you from Zimbabwe unless you are a South African or somebody. But I want them to see that you know I'm an African child, and they speak to me, then I'm like I'm from Zimbabwe. So mm. one of the things that I value the most it's literally my identity mm, no with you brother speak on it king that's what that's, a, that's what it's all about man Our african identity mm. brother but no no so yeah so i've got a nine track project called the prelude it's got a couple people uh, it's got a girl from south africa i can't mention her name um she happens to be zimbabwean um but <laughs> I wonder who that is. Wow, this is very difficult. A Zimbabwean woman who's who's in South Africa who was in the UK recently. Hmm. This is so difficult. It had been. Wow, Charlie. Hmm. Now, man, this guessing game. Do we know what he means? Namin. Do you know what he means? (laughs) Namin. Are you guys? If this track doesn't get cleared, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> ah, don't worry, don't worry. I, no, her peeps are our peeps. Her peeps are our peeps. Yeah, you know, yeah, we, yeah, we know no. you're talking about, it and her peeps are our peeps. Don't worry, don't worry. It's getting clear. Don't worry. No, but um, 
I'll tell you one of the producers on it, um, Cool Drink. Amazing oh, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Munya, shout out to him, man. He's a, he's a beast, man. He's a beast. Munashe. Uh, Dude has an Ed Sheeran placement, bruh. Munashe, right? Bruh. Mm. Oh, yeah. Ever since he did that Ed Sheeran placement, man, he him picking up my calls like he used to. I'm like... <laughs> We were in this together, my guy, ever since. I don't know. Then he was like, yo, you know, Ed, you know, they reached out to me. You know, they reached out to me. <laughs> they reached out to me. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, shout out to him. Dope, 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 dope guy. Dope guy. We, we should get him on the on the party. Yeah, no, well, we actually were going to get him. Yeah. Then we fired the producer <laughs> who was booking him. Um, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> So, okay, so Charlie, Charlie K, do tell us, as a man who's clearly so busy making music, what do you do for fun? What do you, how do you relax? You watch Netflix? Guys, you're going to laugh. Not for me, you're going to laugh. I sleep. Mm. <laughs> and now that's, no, no, I'm like, you know, let me tell you my day. My day started at seven. Um, Seven, because uh, I had a Zoom at seven thirty. Zoom at seven thirty. Then I had a PR thing at ten o'clock. Then I had another interview for twelve o'clock. Um, then after that, shout out to SABC. We did another interview for one thirty. Then we had an album listening session for somebody we're trying to blood whatever. Um, we had an album listening session and. I actually was in London, by the way. I slept in London. So we finished around four o'clock and then I took the train. Driving takes me three hours, two and a half hours. But if I take the train, it's an hour and a half. Uh, then I came down here. I had my dinner. I had my dinner. After that, I then spoke to you guys. Then after this, I have another Zoom at 11.30 uh, because we're dealing with the U.S., uh, with a US release, so we have to do US clock. So, what does Charlie do in his fun time? If I sleep four hours, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. The total of that I've got studio from twelve to three o'clock because I have to deliver a song by next week. So my only space is literally tonight to record. Mm. So then you see, we are a priority. We are a priority. I'm so well. Okay, you know what I'm. Shout out to you! Thank you for doing this. Mm. This because I was gonna <laughs> and ask to be you fair, what, this was on short notice. Yeah, it was. I, I was gonna ask, yo, you watch the new House of the Dragon? But I, I think the answer is obviously. No. Yo, I've been, if I if you go on my TV right now, what's saved literally right now is that I've been wanting to watch it, but it, don't even ask me who won whatever TV. I I haven't watched TV in a long time, but. I will catch up. Don't worry. I'm going to have a holiday soon. I don't know when, but very soon. Nah, that's what's up, man. Let's do Ghana, bro. Let's do Ghana December. Let's go. We're doing Ghana in September right now. Come in September. We're shooting oh, the you, South you're doing Global we're Citizen? Shooting the South Citizen. Yeah, come Ghana. So, sorry, I'll be. The, the, the I'll problem be, is I'll be Global Citizen is the same. Yeah. How you know? I can't Global wait. Citizen is the same day as, as Danny, delicious. Danny, I heard you. Danny, I heard you. <laughs> I would be available. Sorry, guys. I'll be in Spain. Um, 
<laughs> Zaragoza, yeah. So maybe, maybe go for your interview first and get and That's get true. the visa. That's true. I still have the visa. Before maybe. you don't start go, making these grand don't, declarations, don't go no Bamba. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So we're, no, we're trying to wrap that up so that obviously we have it for 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 release. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the day can get crazy, but I one thing I always do I count my blessings every day. I count them, and I hope the dream that I have is that one day, I mean, with a label, it's still young, so it's still growing. Um, financially, we have to sign certain projects that make sense that kind of thing, you know, the business boring side, but uh, next year doing an incredible uh, different launch where we're launching in Zimbabwe. We're hoping to sign at least two or three artists, one being somebody who's out there, out there already. And then two being some literally fresh talent, none heard of or literally straight from to two ways on Sparkles or wherever that person is um, and literally give them the infrastructure and the support that um, uh, a typical major label would. So I'm, I'm excited for the future, man. I'm really excited. Hmm. Ah, man, that, that's dope, man. That's dope. Whenever you, whenever you're ready to drop Charlie, once again, just hit us up direct. You don't have to go through my dead parties. <laughs> Don't worry, I don't worry. I, I, I promise you, I promise you. No, <laughs> Phil, he's about to do a cool drink on us. Wait, just wait, just wait till that Ed Sheeran call comes. Watch, try and see if you're going to catch Charlie again. Uh, <laughs> and you know, the weird thing is, Ed Sheeran is still in the streets. Ed Sheeran is doing a video with Papoose and Big Nasty right now. <laughs> you even, you're going flower. He's with um, Cost the Teach right now. Hey, sure. <laughs> If you go on Instagram right now, I think he's already posted it. Uh, I was like, uh, "Yo, my guy, you, you you're moving differently. You roll with Ed. How uh, you Ed? Why, Ed. Why, why are you upset by that, Phil? What's what's the problem?" <laughs> so I'll tell you one thing. This you are not hearing. There are levels to these things. So the same cat I told you, a guy called J.K. Um, so JK, I, I engineered him for whatever year and a half. Anyway, he did a record with, with, um, Ed and H. So Ed had done his Manchester show and he was going to pass by through Birmingham to come see JK record. Mm. But he couldn't come because his helicopter didn't have a place to land. You know, these are, these are problems that we all have to deal with. I mean, what happens? Like, honestly, the government needs to do something about this because you know, the, what if uh, just the common person is trying to land their helicopter and there's just no way to land it? Yeah, we've all been there. We've all been there. My guy didn't have a helicopter. Um, didn't have a pad to land his helicopter, so he couldn't come to the session. I was gutted. I mean, no. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they levels to these things, but. But yeah, that's my Ed. Uh, that guy, when I do meet him, but I do know that he's a humble guy from from everybody that I work with that I've dealt with him. He's one of the humblest guys ever. Mm. It's just mm. the, the helicopter thing that's the problem. Um. Yeah, Charlie, man. Hey, thanks for kicking it with us, dude. Uh, dope chats as always. It's always I, I I love hearing like a lot of this behind the scenes stuff, and uh, you know we just see the music video when it's posted, but you know all the work you're doing behind the scenes, it's much appreciated. You're doing your thing, man. So yeah, uh, no, no, just know you no, got no, people sure. supporting you and stuff. So 
No, no, thank you. Thank you once again, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I actually don't have your numbers, you know. You should send me your numbers, please, please. If you uh, put... I, I've heard that industry chat before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need I'm to build, build, man. We need to connect. We need to build. Don't do me like this, Phil, man. I thought eight five five is that yours yeah that's mine let me send you i'm gonna send you a message now oh, no no that's my uh previous one. Oh, <laughs> all right yeah. nah, it, okay, cool. we'll, we'll link up i'll we'll hit you up on the gram i'm hitting you up on the gram right now and then we'll, uh, we'll, right, we'll, no, we'll, we'll build we'll connect yeah we'll yeah day, Ch- check and you, and you know when you go to messages guy and then you go to requests and then you go to hidden requests. Just go there. You'll, you find, sc- you'll find my message there, man. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, damn you, man. Uh, uh, it's a cold uh, world, man. Cold. This industry, man. Cold. This industry is rough, man. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> Thanks, my dude. <laughs> nah, man. Bless. So, Charlie, tell our listeners where, where, where they can get hold of you. Um what 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 singles dropping and then um we played solo but then you, you, you should we play out with solo or should we play out with someone else if Charlie wants to set us an exclusive 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 you can put that on there. you guys you guys you get me in trouble okay there's contracts involved in this you know people come back and be like yo I changed my fee because you did this yeah <laughs> give us but give nah, us nah. give us one that won't that's or that that's in the bag you know what I'm saying. Uh, so I'll, I'll give you Tell you what Tell you what How about this Before I release my next single 24 hours before we release it We'll sit down And you guys have the exclusive play Just don't tell my manager that Okay We'll just have one of those On the side that happens And we'll be like Oh snap I didn't know there was so, I thought so it was the, adv- the, the advantage of our podcast is It actually drops on Friday so if you send us the song early, by the time the podcast drops, it's already pushing. So people yeah. are either shazamming and they're getting it already, or it's already on our playlist. Because we've got a playlist on Spotify and Apple Music, so our listeners already will be on it. So we got you, man. We got you. Just say no more. Say no more. And this time I'll come in person, man. We should. Uh, 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 I'll hit you up when I'm in essay. But thank you. Thank you again. Yeah, no, sorry. I, I might be on honeymoon then, you know, in Cape Town or who knows where. So, you know. But look, we'll chat. You know, we'll figure out. We'll figure out where to land this helicopter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> My people reach out to your people. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know how it is. <laughs> I know Charlie K Music. So it's Charlie K A Y. So Charlie K M U Z I K. That's Insta, Facebook, everywhere. It's Charlie K Music. You find me there. Uh, you find Solo. Solo is my latest release featuring Casper Nevest and just hit a million views. It's got a million, mm. my first million. I'm not gonna lie to in you. In three it's weeks, bruh. In three weeks, a million, three weeks. That's dope. <laughs> so, one last thing. Mm. Now, this way, I know. Yeah, he's, he was right. Cast turns up. I'm still mad at him. He turns up six hours late for the video shoot. And then he goes, like, cast my guy, you know, there's a video guy, there's the makeup. So, you know, I have now to extend their time, you know, and, you know, these are these are the, the, the English dudes. They pay by the hour, you know, after that hour is gone on the dot, it's either they have it in their account or they lose. Then he goes, my guy, you guys, I'm not late. You guys are early. I'm the king of South Africa. Don't worry. Don't worry. 
And he always said, I'm so not king, he said, I'm the president of South Africa. Don't worry, don't worry. And every time, even when we're about to release, I call him up, I'm like, Cass, bro, I'm gonna need you to post. I know you're busy, man. I know you're busy. He said, don't worry. I'm the president of South Africa. Don't worry. But I kid you not, <laughs> every place right now in South Africa, I think solo is on about 35 radio stations five major stations we have had from the metro sabc it's on trace it's on uh channel O. it's on mtv and nobody even like it was a matter of just oh i got this track can you play it? no problem so shout out to Cass. he has a pool he has a huge pool yeah i know Cass. Cass, Cass does have mad pool Mad pool. Yes. You, you know, you know, he, okay. I don't know if this is accurate. I was going to say he listens to this podcast, but he has at least listened to the podcast. Tell you what. Okay. I'll, I'll make it my, 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 my one day. I'm, I'm going to get one day. Just let, let Charlie K brand go a little bit higher. Then I'll get Casper for you. Oh no, he's already we've been got, on this podcast. We've, we've got him three times already. Don't worry. You got him three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't worry. We, we're good. We're good. Look at you. Don't Charlie doesn't rate us. You <laughs> understand? My man, Charlie's like, no, don't worry, guys. I got you. I'm gonna lift Charlie, you should, up. Should, from should, the should floor I send you the chart numbers, Charlie? Should I send you the chart numbers? Let me. Should, should I show you the charts? Should I show you the download numbers? Should I show you the, the Apple Music charts, the Spotify charts? What you want to join? We're pushing we're up from one million to two million. That's what this interview is gonna do, my man. <laughs> So when what is my next interview, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, go check out Charlie K's latest single, a solo. But we played it for you guys with uh, with uh, Gemma and Casper. Um, yeah, what, what are we going to end with? Maybe we'll end with. You know what? I think let's let's let's, let's we we'll do solo. Maybe 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 Rudo. Yeah, Rudo. I like that. Yeah, yeah, Murudo. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, yeah. I, 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 oh, just yeah, man. No, Charlie, thanks so much, bro. Bless. Uh, all the best. We'll, we'll keep in touch. You know what I mean? We'll build. You know what I mean? We'll connect. You know what I mean? Keep it strong. You know what I mean? Like it's Zimbabwe. You, you got a network, man. You got to pathologize. You know what I, mean? yeah, <laughs> I got you. I got you. Thank you. Thank you guys for me. All right, man. So much, Appreciate dude. it. Dope. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Two Broke Trimbos are wrapping it up again. If you enjoyed this, you can subscribe to the podcast. Just search for Two Broke Trimbos on whatever your podcast app is. Or you can go to twobroketrimbos.com and you can uh, listen directly from there or find the different links for subscribing from the website. You can also donate to this cause because Charlie's not cheap, eh? Charlie's expensive to get onto a podcast. So, you know, mm-hmm, twobroketrimbos.com mm-hmm. forward slash donate and you can become a Patreon member or you can do a once-off donation. We appreciate those very much. And otherwise, do the usual like, subscribe, drop a comment, uh, give us a rating on uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. And uh, if you're feeling Charlie K's music, please tweet him or at him because he doesn't believe people we have listeners. At least at least, uh, <laughs> at least, my mentions I gave, there's just one or two like, yo, you know, <laughs> one or two guys, guys, Msani Makise. Ah. <laughs> now thank you guys thank you for having All me right. thank you so much guys so uh on that note All we're right. gonna end with some music from charlie k and we out <laughs> nice
crazy, fake man We don't play no games, Pac-Man We've been in the foreign, I feel like it's stolen Yes, everything nice and blessed I know they're trying to fix them keep on trying, we keep grinding Where, Where I'm I from, I'm from Man don't move on his lonesome No, no, no Never see him on his own So never, no Never see him on his own No, where I come from Where I come from Ain't nobody that we run from We run from Man don't move on his own So you never Never see him on his own No, you never see him Yeah. 